guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast, man. We are into another unit and another unit it is, man. We're talking about air travel today. I was just doing this with one of my business English classes. Um, and to hear some of the stories are, are crazy. But, you know, today there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot that we're going to be covering. Of course, air travel, it seems like that's alien to us already. Although I had the special privilege of obviously flying to Krabby earlier this year when things were just about to take off. And now it looks like this is going to be a biblical collapse of the kingdom of Thailand. But nonetheless, oh my God, let's discuss some things. Now, first and foremost, which is the best low cost airline you've ever flown with in the worst? Now, there are a lot of people out there in America. Do not be fooled by some of these Skytrax world's best airline ratings, okay? United Airlines, you cannot forget how they beat up a man, okay, on a plane and dragged him out of the airplane twice, all right? That was back in 2017. Now, if we completely get rid of that fact, United Airlines, remember, back 11 years ago, the last time I took that garbage airline, they didn't even have in-flight entertainment. And you know what the CEOs and top management had said? They said, oh, we don't want to pamper everybody. But yet you had Singapore Airlines completely dominating the air, along with Emirates and Qatar and Etihad and ANA and, you know, even Thai Airways, the most corrupted airline in all of the world, was getting complete, they were completely dominated and still are dominating right now American Airlines. So when we look at different types of airlines, Low cost, albeit, you have to look at, you know, the Ryanairs of Europe, uh, the Tiger Air of Australia, which is very, very notorious for cancellations. And then, of course, Southeast Asia, which houses a number of them because, again, it has to fit well within the budget. See, Air Asia, okay, one of my friends actually flies for, uh, she, she's been working for Air Asia the last five years. You could book a plane ticket three months in advance and only pay $10 for it. And no, it's not just going to up and cancel. If it does, they're going to give you a renewal, but that's very rare. Not only that, Thailand has a number of other low-cost airlines, but Orient Thai, Nok Air, a couple of them have already fallen flat on their faces. So in saying that, when we talk about low-cost airlines, a lot of people say, oh, well, I only have to pay this much or it's free for me. You know, like my friend, she's like, no, if I fly to Japan, I'm flying Air Asia X. I'm like, listen. They have race car seats on that shitty ass flight with no TVs and it's an overnighter. If you're going to fly with them, by all means, go ahead and fly with them because you would like to save money. But to be honest with you, I'd rather fly. Yes, I would absolutely pay an additional $300 to $600 to fly with Japan Airlines and ANA. One, I trust them. Two, it's comfortable. I do not want to sit in a race car seat for six hours looking at the back of a headrest. If I wanted that, I would go back to America. <laughs> oh my God, I'm terrible. Uh, but yeah, you guys get what I'm saying. I know a lot of you are like, no, but you know, they have TVs on planes. Now it's because they were, they were pushed and they realized that they had dropped out of the top 30 in the world. Okay. Trash Delta. Trash United. I would have touched United with a 10,000-kilometer uh, 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 10, foot pole. So when we look at the best airlines, okay, best low-cost airline, listen, it's low-cost. Anything could happen. But I really did 
Uh, I loved flying with Thailand Air, except that near, uh, well, I think it was Melindo Air, the last time I had flown with them to Malaysia. And I was terrified because I saw a Singapore Airlines flight fly right directly over us, no more than maybe 1,000 to 2,000 feet. And I remember sitting, when I saw that, I was terrified. And I hurry up. When we landed, I complained viciously because that's not supposed to happen. Not only that, another private jet flew in the opposite direction just below that Singapore Airlines. It could have been a triple air crash. And a lot, and so then I said, you know what? No, Melindo, I don't know what you guys are doing. That was probably an hour into our flight. So we were somewhere in Malaysian airspace. And Malaysia is notorious for failures. They're not as notorious as Indonesia, but you guys get what I'm saying. So in saying that, I don't fly with them anymore, but Thailand Air here in Thailand, they're good enough for me. Air Asia, again, there's Thai Air Asia, then there's Malay Air Asia. Malay Air Asia, they're notorious for, all, for delays one to four hours, right? Thai Air Asia and flying Air Asia here within the borders of Thailand is perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. So in saying that, I would say, you know, Air Asia or Thailand, you know, I try to avoid these and I don't fly to different parts of Thailand anyways. And when I go to Malaysia, that's one of the most difficult countries to get to because you got the worst airline, one of the worst airlines in the region in Malaysia Airlines. You got Melindo where they love air, they love mid-flight collisions. And then you have Air Asia, which you would ultimately fly into, I believe it is Terminal 2. And then you're going to have to like sit and like stand in line from between one to three hours at immigration. So I'm saying that those are my stories. Okay. Been there, done that. Now the worst airline you guys already know. Big shout out to my Vietnamese. You know, I love you guys. You know, I love you guys. Vietnam is by far my favorite uh, Southeast Asian country. I think the people are absolutely gracious. Uh, minus the school system, because they do have their same issues that Thailand has in selecting quality teachers, but they, they select uh, color, they select uh, predominantly one side of color teachers than they do other teachers, even though they are way more fully qualified, but I'll leave it at that. Vietnam is phenomenal. I love Vietnam, okay? Laos, the people of Laos are great. The airport and how they ask people how much money they have before we fly is absolutely abhorrent and disrespectful. Indonesia, flying into Bali and everything, man, I love Indonesia and I love the Indonesian people. I love them like I do my next breath. I really do. My Filipinos, you guys have been number three. I love you guys. You guys already know what you love me because I didn't grew up with you guys. You know, Singapore, how everything is just perfect. Absolutely. Do I have Singaporean friends? No, don't know why. Uh, Malaysia, that's another country, another phenomenal country that I love. I don't know anything about Myanmar or Cambodia. Um, and I think, I don't know if I'm missing out on anything. Jeez, Brunei, I don't know much about you guys. Apologies. Uh, I think I got all the countries. If I am not mistaken, I got all the countries. And then, of course, there's Thailand. So I'm going to say that just by saying Vietnam, I love you guys. But Thai, Vietjet, and Vietjet Air are the biggest bags of trash on the face of the planet. I remember I was standing at Viet Jet Air out there in Ho Chi Minh City at the counter. The, my kilos, what my, my, my bag kilos, my, my uh, what is it? The carry-on should not go over seven kilo, right? I was at like 6.9. She looked at what I was wearing. She told me to put my wallet on top of the luggage. 
it went over, okay? It went over seven and she forced me to go to a counter to go pay an additional $30. That right there is unacceptable. Shame on the CEO, shame on everything via Jet Air, shame on the rampant delays, shame on not giving a damn. That is by far the worst airline I've flown in my life. So for everyone who's listening, if you ever go to Vietnam, do not touch Vietjet Air with anything. They will cancel you. They don't give a damn. The worst customer service in the world, and they will nickel and dime you any way they could. The policies are all, all off. You know, if you compare them from Dalat, Vietnam, Nang, Ho Chi Minh, Nha Trang, Ho Chi Minh City, the, the policies are off. Dalat is perfectly fine. Ho Chi Minh City, they look at you and they want you to pay that additional 1000 because that's how the airline makes money. Shame on that CEO, the worst airline in the world. And guess what? It's not only Vietjet Air, it's Thai Vietjet Air too. And uh, online in Thailand, oh yeah, you would see a lot of disgusting things in regards to how they literally cancel and they say, oh, sorry, the check-in counter just closed. You're going to have to come back at 3 a.m. I kid you not. Now, yes, Air India, I've heard the, the worst stories uh, imaginable in regards to them. Uh, but listen, when you get on that Vietjet Air level, it's, it's gross. It's, it's, it's despicable. All right, let's put it that way. Now, on to the good stuff. The best airline I've ever flown in my life. And I don't know if I've already covered this, but I got a lot of beautiful new souls who listen to my podcast. I'm going to go with... Cathay Pacific. Why? The A350 aircraft is the most unbelievable, impenetrable fortress in the sky ever. Now, you already know, my A380 is, the the A380, which are pretty much retired now because obviously COVID, um, they were spectacular because there's no turbulence whatsoever. They're just massive behemoths. It's like a metropolis in the sky. However, when it comes to the A350s, man, the, the, the seat, the comfortability, the in-flight entertainment, the flight attendants, the food, everything about that airplane is just phenomenal. I mean, I could not complain about that whatsoever. The thing is, you would have to fly into Hong Kong, and it's very difficult to go out there now, especially given the fact that, you know, I've already told you my stories in terms of being bombarded uh by you know immigration officers like they were the, the most the craziest stereotype i had ever seen in my life to this day yes crazier than thailand i kid you not um but cathay pacific is phenomenal i will never fly back into hong kong but cathay pacific they narrowly nip out singapore airlines now singapore airlines you already know i love them like i do my next breath i don't like boeing the 777737, I don't like those planes. I think the American plane, I love Airbus. I'm more of a French guy, right? The Boeings, I just feel like they're more bleh. And they always have problems and they're notorious for obviously things that have happened in the past in America with rampant crashes in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But I'm gonna go Cathay Pacific. I'm gonna go Singapore Airlines. And oh man, uh, Air New Zealand's overrated. V Australia, now known as Virgin Australia, is overrated. Qantas is unbelievably overrated. The worst customer service I've ever had on top of, of course, Vietjet Air. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick those two. I'm going to pick those two for my top. I'm going to put Cathay Pacific number one. I'm going to put Singapore Airlines number two. And I got to pick a number three, right? Now, again, I've flown Thai Airways, but it would be, at, it would be against humanity to put them in the top three. 
Uh, that 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 would be like you know uh, uh, what is it? Crimes against humanity. If I put Thai Airways number three, my goodness, I could be arrested. Uh, and then I would be tried for murder if I did that. Jesus. Um, God, I haven't flown any of the wonderful Japanese airlines. I haven't flown Asiana Airlines or Korean Air. Da, 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 da. Okay. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Now, the worst big airline, Malaysia Airlines. Y'all should just shut that piece of shit down. Okay. Excuse my French, but y'all are the biggest tubs of piece of shit. I remember they sent me a customer service thing. They said, could you please fill out this customer service? So I'd be like, oh, I'd be glad to, because you missed out. It was two hour delay going to Malaysia and a two hour delay coming back. So I landed. They said, would you ever fly again? You guys don't even want to know how, what I said. But let's just say in a sentence of about 12 words, four of them were fucks. Let's just put it that way. That, like, that's how bad it was. Now, there were E-R ended suffixes. There were I-N-G, uh, uh, what is it, uh, suffixes. And there was the E-D, okay? How was I able to put four F-words, F-bombs, in a 12-word sentence is way beyond Einstein, okay? But I did it, I managed. And Malaysia Airlines, shame on you, disgusting, repulsive. So, how often do you fly? Not anymore, COVID's here, woohoo! What things can go wrong by tra when you travel by air? We're gonna listen to audios. Have you ever had any bad flying experiences? Well, flying Hawaiian Airlines, absolutely. It felt like we were gonna crash. We were flying right into a storm. When we were trying to land in Phuket, I remember that the plane was literally topsy-turvy. Oh my goodness gracious, my palms and my hands were so sweaty. I thought that was the end of times. I've never felt a plane just get twirled in the air like that. That was the scariest landing I have ever endured in my life. There have been a couple of other times, you know, I kind of forget about them, but when you fly, the bigger the plane, the better, okay? And a lot of people will say, no, that's not true. Shut up, shut up! I don't care about you airplane pilots, okay? It is the truth. When you fly A380 and you go through some little turbulence in terms of those damn clouds up there, no problema. But anytime it comes down to these whack-ass, small, low-cost airlines, man, you freaking front flips and back flips in the goddamn air. God damn it, these are not Thunderbolt aircraft, whatever you call those military planes out there in America, all right? This is a commercial flight, and you're supposed to take people from point A to point B. That's all there is to it. And I'm going to put this in there before we listen to this, and I give you guys some vocabulary. I realized that out here in Thailand, the, the air drafts, is that what you call them? The drafts, the, current, the systems out there in the sky, they're so ruthless. When you fly from Los Angeles to Phoenix, as I did four years ago, you can literally, from like 20,000 feet up, see houses. That's how beautiful and clear the sky is around that Southwest region of the United States. And it's crazy because when it shook just a little bit, people would get scared. I'm like, man, y'all haven't got out. Y'all need more. Don't go to Southeast Asia. Ooh, motherfucking rocket ship out there. Okay. Anyways. And so it made me appreciate it so much. I'm like, oh my God, I could see the mountains so clearly from up here. And so even with the little shake, I'm like, man, please. And people are like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? Guys, are you serious? Man, y'all need to get out a little bit more. We landed, and I'm like, dude, that was the most unbelievable flight I had ever taken in my life. So here we go. What we're going to do, we got phrases. Check in. All right. I love Singapore. Okay. How can we use check in? Okay. This is obviously... You know, this could be a preposition used as a compound noun, used as a phrasal verb, depending on how you use it. 
I love Singapore Airlines. I'm sorry. I love Chunky Airport International out there in Singapore. Why? Because you could check in seven hours early and you could clear the gate. In Thailand, no more than three hours. It sucks. That's all there is to it. I just use check-in in a sentence. Excess baggage. That's me. That means having too much baggage. Excess baggage. When I went in to check at United Airlines 10 years ago, the last time I flew that piece of garbage, I remember the lady said, oh my God, you have three luggage? I said, yeah. She said, oh my God, I hate to tell you this, but I'm going to have to get, it's $100 for the third luggage, sweetie. I said, well, based on how you approach that situation, you were the most lovely woman I've ever met in my life. <laughs> no, but seriously, she was the nicest woman in the world. Some people are just delightful. They really are. Um, but I don't know what's happening in America now. So anyways, long queue. Oh my God, long queue. Oh my God. Normally in America, we say long lines. The British, they like to say long queue. So with long queues, man, Los Angeles airport, LAX, when I came here to move to Thailand back in 20, it was May 6, 2013, I landed four hours early. I barely made my check-in. Now, I was flying the A380. I get it. 400, 400 people and stuff like that, maybe up to 500 with only four counters, with people, people just loaded with luggages. Fuck all of you. You guys suck. You got to have better check-in. That's why Changi International. Listen, Changi International Airport is 2070 right now. So basically, I don't even know if America is even going to reach the 2010, 2015, because their airports are so old and so backwards. But Changi International is already 50 years into the future. That's how good they are. Look it up. This is a phrasal verb. To look something up is to check information on something. All right. The main desk, obviously, you got check-in desk main desk. You're going to hear a lot of these vocabulary terms coming up in these audios. Passport, queue up, meaning line up. Reference number, straight to the front, meaning if you check in online or if you're international priority business, first class, whatever it may be, you can cut straight to the front of the line. No one says suitcase anymore. We just say luggage. We say baggage. How many, how much, how many pieces of luggage do you have? For whatever reason, the British, they still say suitcase. A suitcase means there has to be suits inside. No one flies like that. This isn't the Concorde of the 1980s, okay? It's okay, guys. You could come back to the new world. All right? So in saying that, we're going to listen to some beautiful audios. So, guys, this is going to be some good stuff. Uh, do not fear. Arsenio's here. Uh, I've given you already my stories, and we're going to listen to some of these people react to the situations. I love these so much. So here we go. Three, two, one. Nine. Here we go. Conversation one. Good morning. Is this where I check in for flight RA264? Yes. Can you give me your reference number, please? I'm afraid I've lost the paper I had it on. But here's my passport. I'm sorry, but if you haven't got the reference number, I can't check you in. You'll have to go to the main desk over there. They'll give it to you. But can't you look it up? You've got my name. I'm afraid not, sir. <sighs> Do I have to queue up again? No, just come to the front. Okay. Next, please. <laughs> I like how he said, okay. But come on, guys, seriously? He doesn't even have his reference number. The most important thing in the world is your passport, and she didn't even accept that. That's unacceptable, and that sounds like a low-cost airline type of move. 
Again, if you guys would like to share some of your thoughts, your ideas, and things and stuff that you've experienced in your native countries, I would love to hear some of these stories. Come on on here. I'm going to have to bring, like, have little webinars and stuff to have some, you know, conversation. Also, some conversation classes and good stuff like that. But nonetheless, man, I know Track people have been through it. So let's get into the next conversation one. Conversation two. Let's do it. Can I have your reference number and passport, please? Here you are. You've just got one suitcase to check in? Yes, this one. I'm afraid it's over 15 kilos. You'll have to pay excess baggage. It's only just over, isn't it? Actually, it's 17 kilos. Are you sure? How much will it cost me? It'll be 30 pounds, but you have to pay over there at the main desk. What, over there? There's a really long queue. Can I pay here? No, I'm sorry. But come straight to the front when you come back. Okay. Thanks. I loved his whole thanks. Very sarcastic. Like, thanks. He was basically saying, okay, fuck you very much. That's what he was trying to say. I'm just trying to, listen, I am the ventriloquist. I'm like the anger, the angry translator. Okay? That's exactly what happened to me at VHS Air two years ago. That's exactly what happened to me. They said, oh, your baggage. And she said, go pay over there. And I said, what? What about the line? I got a flight to catch. She said, oh, just come straight up to the front. They're just sick. I think they're sick, okay? And so with that being said, I was really hoping that VHJet Air would collapse. That would, make, that would put the biggest smile on my face because they're very deserving of a collapse, right? And I'm not, I'm really, I feel bad for the good people that work within VHJet Air who do give good customer service, but that airline and the way their policies and everything is set up, pathetic. A lot of people would always say, but it's a low cost airline. Really? You're going to give them the benefit of the doubt by saying it's a low cost airline. So because it's a low cost airline, it's okay to do all of the things that I stated on this podcast as they did. No, unacceptable. And so to be honest with you, Japan is one of the easiest countries to fly into from uh, Bangkok. Uh, Hong Kong, easiest country. Taiwan, you got Eva Air. Singapore, phenomenal. However, Malaysia, you only got horrendous Air Asia or the worst airline in the world in Malaysia Airlines. Well, the second worst, VHJet Air is the worst. Vietnam, I heard Vietnam Airlines, they have very old Boeings, and that's all you have. I mean, you could try to fly Jetstar Pacific if they haven't crashed out already because of, obviously, COVID. But honestly, Jetstar Pacific, I mean, that's another low-cost airline. You're going to have low-cost problems. See, low-cost airlines equal low-cost problems. A lot of people say, well, I'm a backpacker. I'm going to travel on edge. Okay, well, don't complain. And I don't want you writing on your blog and blog and saying, oh, my God, they canceled my flight because you took that route. Okay, your choice. This is your result. So Vietnam, very difficult to fly to. Cambodia, difficult. Malaysia, difficult. Uh, Myanmar, I, I don't think you can fly into Myanmar anymore, unfortunately, given the situation out there. Um, Laos. Bangkok Airways. Now, I do believe that there are parts of Vietnam that you could fly into with Bangkok Airways. You're going to have to pay maybe about, what, 250 USD compared to maybe just $50, right? But, oh, yes, you believe. You best believe. I remember Lao. I had to go to Lao to get my visa and everything a couple of years ago. Or was it three years ago? Three years ago. 
And when I flew to Laos, I flew with Bangkok Airways. And a lot of people were saying, oh, why are you flying with them? One, because I get free luggage. Two, you get on onboard service. Three, it's because they're not going to delay me. And so if I flew Air Asia, problem all the time. If I flew any other airline, problem, problem, problem. I'm going to fly Bangkok Airways. And you know what's so beautiful about Bangkok Airways? Those are all the Thai people who are very well-dressed, right? Even when I flew back, the majority of the plane, all of them were wearing suits. I was like, dude, this is my type of flight. Everyone dresses with finesse, right? As opposed to Air Asia, no offense to people who, you know, wear sandals and, you know, they, you know, they have tie-dye shirts. But, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, with the price is the quality. That's all there is to it. So Bangkok Airways, it does fly into different places. And I have no problem with the CEO. I love what he's doing with Bangkok Hospital and the, uh, you know, Samui Airport and everything. So I will contribute to his overall success because it is pretty good as opposed to Thai Air Asia, which is a mess. But in saying that, Indonesia, phenomenal. You just have to do a layover unless you fly Garuda, Indonesia. That's a five-star airline too right? Philippine, uh, Philippines, you would have to do a layover unless you fly Philippine Airlines. That's entirely up to you. I do believe that they're good. I would love to fly Cebu. Uh, Cebu, I forgot what the name was uh, because their flight attendants are amazing too. So in saying that, guys, man, so many wonderful stories. So grateful for everything. So grateful for all the experiences I've had. So in saying that, if you guys got any questions, let me know. We're going to be listening to an awesome radio review next time. And we're going to be, oh, we're going to be talking about a number of things. So you guys stay tuned for that. And in saying that, thanks for tuning in to another wonderful episode of the Arsenio ZSL podcast. I'm your host, as always, over and out.